Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. Can we now make some noise for God right now? Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Gap Church. Is this your first time? Uh, welcome. This is the Gap Church where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. And my name is David Oladaro Botusin. I'm one of the uh, leaders here at the Gap Church, and I am privileged and honored to bring a word today. Um, today we are starting a new series. Can we make some noise for that? This is our last series of the year. For the next three weeks, we are going to be going into a series by the name of Vibes. Can we say Vibes? Vibes. It's not the vibes you think, guys. <laughs> but we are going into a series by the name of Vibes, and um, I'm excited. Um, I'm excited. I want you to tell your neighbor, pay attention. Pay attention. Even as this word goes forth, um, I'm led to say that any contentious spirit, we rebuke it. Every contentious spirit, we rebuke it. Uh, I want you to look to your neighbor and say, you're right where you need to be. I don't know who that's for, but I feel that the Lord is saying that you are right where you need to be. I don't know if that's just today here at church or just in life, but you're right where you're supposed to be. Um, so if, you're, if this is your first time here, you're right where you need to be. Um, but thank you all for coming through to the Gap Church for our second service. We are grateful. Um, you could have been anywhere, but you chose us. So we say thank God. And we pray, I pray, that even as this word goes forth, that what you need, you receive it. What you need, you receive it. So let's hop right in. Vibes. When we hear the word vibes, it's really uh, it's something that our culture knows pretty well. I would say maybe more so uh, um, the African-American, African-Nigerian, Dias, Dias, what is it, diaspora? Dias, yeah, I don't know this English, guys. Um, I studied film. <laughs> um, that's a common word that we use, and a lot of times there's two connotations that we use vibes in. We'll say, um, let's say we go to a place, right? We go to a really good restaurant. Um, maybe you want to go to uh, Pangea. Uh, you want to go to Kitchen and Cocktails. I don't know where you want to go. <laughs> um, or you want to go to Chili's, you know, Applebee's, um, McDonald's. <laughs> Tease Buka. <laughs> um, wherever you want to go, but, you know, usually after you go to a place, or so maybe you're, you're chilling with a person, maybe you go to go see a friend, um, whenever you come back, maybe you're talking to somebody else, they're like, oh, how was it? It was chill, like, the vibes were cool, like, you know, the vibes, y'all know what I'm talking about, like, the vibes was, it was cool, like, it was a vibe, you know? And usually when we hear that, we kind of know that that means, like, oh, you know, it was... Like, I don't know, it's like, a, it's like a weird, we just know what it means, right? We just know what it means. But then there's another connotation that we sometimes use uh, vibes in, and it's not necessarily the best connotation. And you guys will know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, maybe you're talking to somebody, and maybe you're, you shouldn't be doing this, but maybe you, like, you mention somebody's name, and like, bro, they just vibing out. They just, they, they just doing vibes lifestyle. <laughs> so y'all know. <laughs> just vibes. They just, their lifestyle is just vibes. Um, and usually when, when, when we say that, y'all know what that means. You know, it's, it's past enjoyments. <laughs> it's not enjoyment anymore. It's endangerments. <laughs> um, but that, uh, this series, uh, when we're, we're going to really explore some, um, some deep themes that really 
has to do with us as believers. Because a lot of us, and I'll even say myself, we have been living in vibes. We have been living in vibes. Our lifestyle has been vibes. We've been taking our walk with Christ as vibes. And so what does vibes mean? This is not an urban dictionary um, definition. This is not a, a Wikipedia. This is just uh, the Diaropedia version of vibes. Um, and so what I have here, if you're taking notes, is vibes is a state of mind, actions, and or decisions deriving from, see English, deriving from a feeling, self-wisdom, or societal norms. You want me to say it one more time? Okay, cool. Vibes is a state of mind, actions, and or decisions deriving or stemming from how you feel, self-wisdom, or societal norms, what society deems as okay. And so that is the definition I have here for vibes. Now, I want us to open our scripture to Romans 1, 18 to 19. And before we go into the scripture, I want to give us some quick context of what we're going to be reading. Um, the Church of Rome um, is receiving a letter from Paul. And in this letter, Paul is acknowledging the amazing growth of the Roman church. Um, it's important to understand that Paul did not plant the Church of Rome. The Church of Rome pre-existed before Paul. And so Paul is writing a letter to them, and he's saying, I've heard so many good things about your faith. I've heard so many amazing things of how great you guys are doing. Um, the whole world is hearing about you guys. And so he's writing this. But in this letter, he wants to draw attention because in Rome, a situation happened. There was a king by the name of Claudius, the ruler. Um, and at the time, there were some Jews that had beliefs, and um, beliefs are centered around, of course, religion, Jesus, all this stuff like that. And he thought they were doing some wild stuff. So he sent all the Jews out. And so what was left uh, is what we call uh, Gentiles. Everybody say Gentiles. Gentiles, Gentiles is, uh, is basically like just people. That's what basically what it means, people, groups. And so um, the Jews are considered maybe if they're from the 12 tribes of, of Jacob. So if, if you were from the 12 tribes of Jacob, you were considered a Jew. And so if you're not, they consider you a Gentile. Um, unless anyone knows their ancestry, um, if you're not from the 12 tribes of Jacob, uh, you are considered a Gentile. So um, I'm a Gentile. I don't know my ancestry like that, so who knows. Um, but um, so after the Jews left Rome, the Gentiles were left. The difference between the Jews and the Gentiles is this. The Jews grew up with law. They grew up with the Ten Commandments. They grew up with the idea of circumcision, all these principles of what it meant to be uh, qualified. You know, the way they thought of, uh, of, of God was that if we do these things right, we'll be good to God. Meanwhile, Jesus smashed all that. And so... In, in the new faith, the Gentiles now were given this new faith, the faith of salvation through faith and believing in Jesus Christ dying on the cross. Amen? And so the Gentiles were left. And so by the time the ruler had, uh, the ruler had passed on, Claudius, the Jews came back to Rome. And by the time they came back, they realized that the Gentiles were serving God, but they were doing vibes. <laughs> the type of faith that they were doing was a different type of faith. And so Paul is addressing the Gentiles in this scripture. And so we're going to read it. Um, we're going to go with, uh, a little bit deep into it. And there's some themes that we're going to really um, go into. So let's just go to Romans 1.18 to 19. Romans 1.18. Okay, what's actually Romans 1.18 to 20? Let's do Romans 1.18 to 20. 
All right, cool. And so it says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Right? So real quick, it says, The wrath of God, God's anger, is going to be revealed to those who are ungodly and unrighteous. Right? Second thing, it says, Who hinder the truth in unrighteousness? So in their unrighteousness, in their wrongdoing, they hinder the truth. What is the truth? This is the gospel. This is the true power of God, right? Verse 19, because that which is known of God is manifest in them, for God manifested it unto them. He's, God is, Paul is saying this, what is known of God, every, like, they know it. They know what is God. Uh, and they know the evidences of God, but they just choose to, you know, mm, whatever. So verse 20, he further says, for the invisible things of him since the creation of the world are clearly seen being perceived through the things that are made, even his everlasting power and divinity, they, so that they may be without excuse. Bless the reading of God's word. Um, if you want a title for this message, um, the title is I'm the Problem. <laughs> I guess the alternate title is I'm the Drama. <laughs> and so... What the scripture is saying is, is uh, Paul is saying this. He's saying that there's people who suppress the truth, who hinder the truth. I was talking about this in first service, and I was saying, what does it mean to hinder or suppress? I have the definition here, and it says, uh, to suppress is to stop the development. To stop the development, to hinder the power the true power, some people said in first service, to sugarcoat, to cover up. So the wrath of God is, is going to those people who really suppress the true power of the truth. We'll keep on going. This is Paul talking. This is not me talking. This is Paul. And so the scripture that I want us to pay attention, because we're going to go through a lot of scripture today, but I'm going to guide you guys. I'm going to guide you. It says, verse 20, for since the creation of this world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. You see, we are in a time that many, and we've had to deal with this in school when we were growing up, many people are trying to over-explain what's already been explained. I'll break it down further. Who knows of the Big Bang Theory? I'm sure you've heard of the Big Bang Theory, right? Not the show, not the show, guys, not the show. Like the actual concept. You may not know, but you've heard of it, right? You see, ever since eternity has started, man has tried to explain what has already been explained. When you wake up this morning, what woke you up? You didn't wake yourself up. How did you know it was nighttime? Did you tell the, the son, hey, son, go down? moon go up. This scripture is saying that the invisible attributes of God are clearly seen to humanity. So there is no mistaking that God is present in everything that we see. But people choose to not acknowledge what is the truth. And that's why Paul says they are left without excuse because every reason that they have to understand that God is real is all around them. 
he continues to say that the invisible attributes are clearly seen. What are attributes, guys? Characteristics, yeah. So the characteristics of God are all around us. Have we paid attention to the, I'm sure we should be paying attention to the the characteristics of God. They may not be necessarily in front of us physically, but we can feel them. We know that, we know that God is with us, right? We don't see him, but we know he's with us. That's God being omnipresent, right? We know that God is powerful in situations. We don't, like I said, we don't see him flexing his muscles, but we feel his power. We know that he's a powerful God. And so there is no one, whether believer or unbeliever, that can say that there is no God. Or that there isn't something. You see, the problem with society is that we try to make something else for you, the universe. Society doesn't want to give the credit. They want to reject the, they know there's something bigger. We know something is bigger. God has made it evident. But the way society is is that they're going to distort every single thing. They're going to say, oh, you know, the universe is in my favor. We'll keep on reading. Romans 1, 21 to 22. It says, because that, knowing God, they glorified him not as God. Neither gave thanks, but became a vain in their reasoning, and their senseless heart was darkened. Let's stop right here. Verse 21. Like I said, Paul is speaking to the Gentiles, right? We are basically kind of, we're basically Gentiles, right? And these are not unbelievers. These are believers he's speaking to. So these are actions that he's noticing within them. He says, because that knowing God, so they know God, they glorified him not as God. Just think about that. So they know he's God, but they don't give him the glory as God. Think about that for right now for you. You know who God is, but do you give him the glory as God? It makes me think even further that there's a glory expected, that we're expected to, be, to give a glory to God. We're expected to give something that matches the magnitude of God. Of course, it's not possible because God is just so infinite and big, but we are supposed to give all that we can. And so the scripture is saying that we're not, that they weren't giving him glory as God. They were giving him glory, but not the glory as God. Another translation says, they know God, but they did not give him the honor that belongs to him. So that means that they had honor, but they gave it to someone else. They gave the honor that was supposed to be for God to something else. As I'm saying these things, I don't want you to think far-fetched and think that I'm just talking about a people group in the scripture. I want you to reflect on your own life right now as I'm saying these things. Because this is not, this is not supposed to be um, us just talking about you know, people in Rome. This is for us to, to look back at. Because there's a lot of things that we do here. It says that they, they say they are wise, but they are fools. Sounds like pride to me. Keep on reading. Romans 1, 23 to 25. And I want us to read this together. One, two, and go. And change... All right, let's stop here. It says that they changed the glory of the incorruptible God 
for the likeness of an image of corruptible man. So, hmm, I'm trying to think. Let me come here. So, I want you to bring the camera with you. So, this is what, this is what the scripture is saying. You can turn to the audience. So, I want you to hold the camera in one hand. Okay, hold this. Hold my phone in the other hand. They both can take pictures, right? They both can. They both can take really good pictures. So what the scripture is saying is that they exchanged the one that had more value, the one that was the best, for a version that fit themselves. He can carry this. He can carry this. He can do whatever he wants to do. He, he can't operate the same way. And it's not supposed to be like that. This is for a specific reason. So the scripture is saying that they traded what was big. They traded the incorruptible God into a version that looked like themselves, that met their needs. So think about this. How have you been changing and trying to downsize God into a way that makes you feel like you, that, that oh, this is how I believe God should be. No, no, no. Don't try and fit God into a form factor that you think is good. He is, he is what he is. Thank you, Demi. Can we clap for Demi real quick? And I think that's such, a, that's such a prideful thing. We see this all the time is that people are trying to downsize the impact of God, downsize the glory of God, downsize who God is. You can't downsize who God is. Stop trying to make God small. The earth is his footstool. <laughs> We're the little ants. The earth is his footstool, guys. Stop trying to pocket-size God. He is a big God. If you, if you would think with the perception of that, I promise you, you wouldn't be stressing over situations. He's not a little God. You just see him as that. Verse 24 says, we can go to, I'll read verse 24. One, two, and go. Guide them up in the lust of their. We can stop there. This is such a powerful scripture because this is just an understanding that there is, there is free will. We know about free will, right? We know about free will. It's basically like God allows us to do what we want to do. And so, when you live a lifestyle like this, if you want to live a lifestyle of vibes, trust me, God's going to let you. <laughs> He's going to let you. It said, wherefore God gave them up in the lust of their hearts. What is in your heart? The lust was in their heart. It's, he said that, that their body should be dishonored among themselves. So God said, okay, cool. If you want to trade me for something that looks less worthy, if you want to just shop me around, if you want to look at me as nothing, if you want to dishonor me, go ahead. Do what you want to do. Live your lifestyle how you want to do it. I'm not going to stand in your way. Let's read verse 25. One, two, and go. Read that one more time. I want you to really deep this. (laughs) 
they exchange the truth of God for a lie. They exchanged it. They traded it. They traded the truth of God for a lie. That's so sad, by the way. <laughs> we do this a lot, by the way. I want you to understand. We do this a lot. I was speaking about in the first service about how we do this on the daily. We were just saying it in worship. The name of Jesus has power. It's a powerful name. It's, it's, a, it's an amazing name. But we still have believers that, you know, for some reason, I guess the name is not enough. And so they have to, you know, burn sage. <laughs> I, guess, I guess that God, God is not powerful enough to keep them, so they got to have crystals in their room. The presence of God cannot keep them through the day, so they got to wear the crystal on them. I know, I know to be pure, but you know they say there's a lot of health benefits in masturbation. So, I'm not looking at pornography, but you know my, my it just showed up on my feed. You know the truth, guys. I'll even go further and say. Part of the reason why it's so bad in our generation is that we don't even hunger for the truth anymore. We don't have an appetite for the truth. I don't even want to say this because I feel like it will not be nice if I say, uh, uh, who read the Bible this week? Don't even raise up your hands. It won't be funny. We don't even know what the truth is. I'm sure if we were to go down a list of quotes and I'll probably say, which one do you think is in the Bible? A bunch of you guys will probably say, oh, this one's in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. So it's so easy to trade something that you don't see value for. Yeah. Take it. It's easy to trade, trade something that you don't even hold that high. For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie, for a counterfeit, for something that looked like it was supposed to be, but it really wasn't. And it says, they serve the creature rather than the creator. They serve the creature rather than the creator. They serve the creature rather than the creator. I was saying in the first service, if you want to prove this, just look at your screen time. What have you been consuming? What have you been beholding? We serve what God has created more than him himself. God created the stars and the moon, and now people are serving astrology. He created the stars. He created everything. But for some reason, I believe my identity is found more in the astrology things than what God has told me. I, I was saying this earlier in the first service that I feel so bad for people who, who, who swear to astrology because they will never be saved. They'll be, they'll be in bondage for a long time. Just because something says that you are, you know, I'm, I'm feisty. That's my sign. I'm feisty, you know, so that's, that's who I am. That's how we are. What are you? Oh, we can't date. 
that's not scriptural because I believe a God, I believe in a God that you may be, you may have an attitude, but he can deliver you from an attitude. You may struggle sometimes, but he can take you out the struggle. You may have, you may be moody, but trust me, he can deliver you from the moodiness. So if there's anything telling you that you can't be transformed, that's already a lie. If there's anything that is telling you that you're stuck in the way that you were born, that's a lie. That's a lie. But many of us subscribe to them. We subscribe to them. What does it mean to subscribe to them? I mean, y'all have Netflix. Come on. <laughs> we, we, we support it. We may not always be fully in it, but we support it. It takes our coins. I'm going to read some more of the scripture as we're about to close. Because after this, it goes into another long list of how bad it gets. Romans 1, 26 to 32. Romans 1, 26 to 32. We're going to just speed past this. For this cause, God gave them up into vile passions. And here's the thing, guys. As I'm reading this, you're going to see a lot of things that are happening today. By the way, these are believers. For this cause, God gave them up into vile passions, for their woman changed the natural use into that which is against nature. 27. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lusts one towards another, men with men, working unseamlessness, and receiving in themselves that recompense and of their error, which was due. Sorry, can we move to King James Version? This is some different English. KJV, please. This is that Isaac Newton English. <laughs> 27. There we go. And, li- and, and likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which unseemly and receiving in themselves the recompense of their error, which was, me- which was met. 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do, to do those things which are not convenient. 29. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, conviciousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, ma- ma- ooh, malignity, whispers, 20, 30, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, 31, without understanding, covenant breakers, ooh, Jesus, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, 32, who, knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death. Can we just stop real quick? It says, who knowing the judgment of God? So they know the judgment of God. And they still chose to do those things. They know the results. And they still chose to do those things. You know the judgment of God, and you still choose to do those things. Everybody say, I'm the problem. (laughs) And it ends there. It says, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. So not only do you do those things or do those live a life of vibes, but you endorse, and you don't mind doing it with other people that are doing it as well. 
So it's not just one person doing vibes. It's a bunch of people doing vibes. It's easier to sin when a bunch of people are sinning. It's easier to fornicate when everybody around you is fornicating. You see, this series, really is, is, this series is really important for us because I'm not here to come for you guys. You know, like they say, if the shoe fits, that's all you. We're a family, guys. We're a family. We are a family. Can we say that we are a family, right? We are a family. Right. But the truth is that we need to understand that there's a level, there's an expectation of the walk of Christ that we're supposed to be living in. And so I'm going to tell you right now, this is week one. We only have three weeks of the series. We have two more weeks. Please don't miss us. Don't miss another week. Don't miss a week. We have to stay. We only have two more services left after this. Don't miss any of the other weeks. Because if you leave today, I'm telling you, you're going to be so confused and probably go right back into the sin. It doesn't end here. Trust me. That's not how grace works. Grace doesn't end at the sin. Like, it starts. So, so just because just it sounds a bit hard right now and you're like, I guess I'm the problem. No, trust me. You are the problem, but he's a solution. So don't, don't, don't be discouraged. Trust me. Don't be discouraged. You see, in 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 5, because I want us to understand that this is, this is, these are supposed, this is what the last days are supposed to be. Like, like when things get bad, guys, please don't, don't be like shook. Like, don't, don't be shook when things get bad. Like, this is the last days. It's supposed to get worse. <laughs> Things are supposed to be more desensitized. Things are supposed to be more raunchy. This is the world we live in. Th- that's, that's the reality. Don't be, don't be over, over consumed on trying to like pick, pick all. Leave them. Let them do what they want to do. 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 5, it says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. From such turn away. We see this all around. We are in a, in, a, in, a, in a society that is all about consuming. I'm, I'm, I'll say I'm one of those people. I, I always have to tell myself, like, bro, calm down. Like, at the end of the day, you're not, you're not going to go to heaven with any of these things. <laughs> you see people die, and they die with mansions and everything. I'm sure if you go to their closets, they probably have, like, 30, 40 storages. I was reading an article this past week. I'm sure, who knows Virgil, right? Virgil, the designer. I'm sure some of us know. Off-whites, Louis Vuitton men. I'm sure some of y'all know. And I remember I was reading the article. His wife was saying the article. He has almost 30 storages around the world. 30 filled storages. He didn't take any of it with him to the ground. So I tell myself, what's the point? Society is going to always make you feel like you're behind. They're going to always make you feel like you're missing out. Please, rebuke the spirit of FOMO. 
<laughs> rebuke the spirit of FOMO. But I want to encourage us, Romans 3.23 to 26. Romans 3.23 to 26, this is our saving grace. This is what allows us to have some level of hope. This is Paul still speaking. And at this point, he's speaking to Jews and to the Gentiles. He says, for all of sin and come short of the glory of God. I'm sure some of us know this scripture. This is in our back pocket. <laughs> oh, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Don't judge me. <laughs> and it says, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. 25. Whom God hath set forth to be a pro, pro, propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remissions of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. You see, this scripture is basically saying, for all have sinned, all are guilty, and we've fallen short of the standards that God may have for us, the standards that we ought to live in. But we thank God for the name of Jesus. We thank God for the sacrifice of his son. The sacrifice of his son going on the cross, dying, so that we may be held and we can be whole again. That's, that's our saving grace. So yes, your life might be vibes right now. <laughs> or you may be coming out of vibes. You know, you're trying to detox. <laughs> it's the end of the year, you know. Fast, fast it out, fast it out. Focus, refocus. But your saving grace, not, not as a saving grace to go back into it, but a saving grace to come out of it is that for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, but through the sacrifice, through the death of Jesus Christ, we have his grace. We can be made whole. So the last scripture I want us to read is James 4, 7 to 10. James 4, 7 to 10. James 4, 7. There we go. It says, submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Stop right there. See, let's go at seven. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So if you think the devil is following you, have you been resisting him? <laughs> it says resist the devil. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. He flees from those that resist. Verse eight. Draw nigh to God. It means draw close to God. And he will draw close to you. That's another thing. If you feel like God is far away, you're probably far away too. Like, think about it. If you think God is far away, think about his perception. You're far away from him. So draw close to God. He will draw close to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. You see, I think the, uh, the prayer that any of all prayed was so, was so good because I think this is times where we really need to be praying these prayers of purification for cleaning of hands to be right with God. A fresh start. Verse 9. Mm, verse 10. You good? <laughs> okay. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. So, like I said, this is just week one, guys. We have two more weeks. But I wanted this to serve as a reminder that we have to check our lives. We're sinning too easily. 
we're sinning way too easy. For some of y'all, y'all know what that means. It's too easy. Stop it, please. Stop it. We have to stop it. We have to stop sinning. And I'm not, trust me, I know there's, you know, lying and all these are bad. Every sin is bad. But there's specific sins that are holding people back in this room that you need, like, unforgiveness. I know y'all thought I was probably going to say sex. No. We'll start start real. Unforgiveness. Your thoughts. You may not even be having sex with nobody, but your thoughts. Jesus. It's a brothel. (laughs) Let's be real. Let's be real. Trust me. Your thoughts. (laughs) You're giving a lot of room to the enemy. You may not do anything. Your mommy's boy. But the thoughts. And just as we're talking about the thoughts, we're also talking about the thoughts as well. Stop, stop, stop entertaining them, guys. To my boys, to my men, my guys, please, every season's cuffing season. So let's not entertain unless you're trying to cuff. <laughs> you know, um, but like I said, let's stop sinning. Let's stop living this life of vibes. Trust me. It's for, the, it's for your betterments. It's for your betterments. And so I want us to close our eyes right now. And I just want us to pray for ourselves. I just want us to pray for the grace. The grace to do this life. The grace to resist. Scripture says that if you resist that, the devil will flee. So pray that God, help me to resist the enemy. Help me to walk in a lifestyle that suits what you have for me, a lifestyle that is along the lines that you want me to be in, God. Help me, help me, help me, help me. God, help me to give up those things, those things, Heavenly Father God, that may be holding me back, those sins that may be holding me back. Help me to give it up, Heavenly Father. God, I need your help. I need your help, Lord. I need your help. I need your help. I need your help, God. At this time, as our eyes are still closed, um, I, I believe it's, it's, it's right to give an opportunity for some individuals in here or maybe watching online who know that this is the time that they need to come into relationship with Christ. Not just coming into a relationship. For some people, it may be like a re-relationship, almost like a renewal. And so, if that's you, we're going to all say this together. Um, But I want you to say it and mean it. I want you to say it and mean it. I want you to say this and mean it. Like, this is is the perfect way to say, God, I'm done with all the, the sinning. I'm done with all the things I've been doing. God, I want a fresh start with you. I want a fresh start with you. I want a a new relationship with you. I want to know more of you. I want to chase you, God. I don't want to chase the things of this world. I want to chase you. So let's just all say this together. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Help me to know you better. As I accept you today, take over my heart and dwell in me. Forgive me, O Lord, of my old ways. And help me to change into the person that you want me to be. I love you, Lord, and I proclaim.
that you are my God. In Jesus' name, amen. Keep our eyes closed real quick. If that was you and you said that prayer and you really meant it, don't be shy. Just just lift up your hand a little bit. No one's watching. No one's watching. And and just 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 stay right there. Um, that's good. There we go. There we go. There we go. And I'm gonna pray over you as you raise your hand. Just just keep your hand there. Trust me. I'll pray over you right now. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Heavenly Father, we say, just keep your hands up. Heavenly Father, we say thank you for your sons and your daughters. We say thank you, Lord, for, for this decision, God, to come into relationship with you, God. We say thank you, Heavenly Father, God, for, for this decision, Heavenly Father, God, to, to, to renew a relationship for some of them, God. We just pray, Heavenly Father, God, that even as they're going on this journey with you, God, I pray, Heavenly Father, God, for a strengthening, God a strengthening Heavenly Father, God. I pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, give them the encouragement, God, to be on this journey, Lord. I pray, Heavenly Father, God, walk with them. Help them, Heavenly Father, God. I pray, Lord, that this will be a, the beginning of a beautiful journey, God. I pray in the hard times you will strengthen them, Lord. I say thank you for this decision and their obedience, Heavenly Father, God. You alone deserve the glory and the honor and adoration, Lord. We say thank you once again, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Thank Amen. you for tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations. We celebrate you. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.